The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome, welcome to The Career Confidant, and good afternoon if you are tuning in live. If you've downloaded the podcast, thank you for downloading, and hopefully you're getting a lot out of following our show. This is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zeminoff, and I'm so happy that you've joined us. My guess is that if you're listening to this show, you're either stuck in your career or maybe you're looking forward and trying to figure out how to get to where you want to go. And kudos to you if you're thinking ahead, because our show is really about helping you think ahead, knowing that the job market has changed, that people are moving more frequently, that companies are changing more rapidly, and that really that puts a lot of the pressure on us as individuals and job seekers and careerists to be in charge of our own career. So I share each week my experience having helped thousands of professionals who are advancing their careers or trying to make a change. And really I'm here to provide the career intelligence to help you stay ahead of the curve and proactively move towards your career goals. So this afternoon, we have a very special guest. We are going to be talking to networking expert, Tony Rayburn. And Tony is the founder and CEO of Extreme Relationship Management. I just love that, Extreme Relationship Management. And after serving in an executive capacity in business consulting for about 20 years, now he helps business owners create an extreme referral engine by building ideal relationships. And so you might be saying, well, I'm job seeking. I'm not building a company. But we're going to be talking today about building relationships. And Tony's going to be sharing some of his secrets to building these relationships because that's really what networking is. And we're talking about networking today. We talked a little bit last week about preparing for networking. What are you going to say? What questions are you going to ask? And we brought in the idea last week of throwing out the elevator pitch and really focusing on a conversation, a lasting conversation, walking up the stairs instead of, instead of a 
60-second elevator ride, we're walking up the stairs with someone and we're really focused on building a relationship with them. And today, Tony is going to be giving us his secrets to help us do that. So if you're looking for the advantage to ask Tony or myself a question about networking, you can call in live at 866 472 5790 again 866 472 5790 or you're welcome to email email me at marie m a r i e at a strategic advantage.com with your questions so let's get started tony we're so happy to have you here and have you share your expertise with us marie thank you very good to be on the show today to get to visit with you and your listeners Great, great. So, Tony, I thought we would start and just having us discuss why we are so afraid of networking. What are people's misconceptions around networking that you see as you start working with with business owners and people who want to build a business through networking? Sure, sure. A lot of people do have a big fear of networking and largely because they haven't been coached on exactly what the purpose of networking is. As a matter of fact, we find that most companies, most people who go out to networking events come in with a false expectation of what networking is altogether. And you mentioned it in your intro regarding maybe the 60-second elevator ride and not, not treating networking as building genuine relationships to begin with. Oftentimes, people who start their own business or who are looking for a, a career or who have established a home-based business, perhaps in a network marketing type of arena, they, they get into a position where they find that there's the, the way to find customers, the way for them to go out and find customers is they have to actually go out and meet people and shake hands. And at first, oftentimes they try maybe putting a website up, uh, getting on Facebook, getting very active in social media, thinking that by generating enough visibility online, that the orders will just start flowing in. And rarely does that happen, depending on the business that you're in. And if, you, if you're in a business where people need to actually know who you are before they can buy from you, then you have to go and get out amongst people so that you can begin creating that know, like, and trust factor. Because we all know that people do business with people they know, like, and trust, right? Definitely, definitely. And I would also say that people hire people that they know, like, and trust. You're far more likely, you're so right, Marie, you're far more likely to get a job through a relationship than you are through a resume. It absolutely gives you, gives you exponentially higher chances if you know somebody who can get you in the door, the side door or the back door, so to speak. So relationships are very, very powerful. But in either case, a lot of times when we go out and begin the networking process, we find out that, that we have these, expect, these very high expectations. And when we put those kinds of expectations on ourselves, when we walk into the networking event, it's, all, it's like we're on stage in front of thousands of people and we have to do a perfect performance or we won't get any applause. That's the expectations we put on ourselves. And that creates fear. And I'm sure very, uh, there's quite a few people who could, who could identify with that very, with that very concept. Is there, there fearful of actually walking into a networking event, what am I going to say, who am I going to talk to, what am I supposed to order, all these different things. What if I mess up? It, it's a, there's a lot of pressure that gets put on ourselves because we haven't been properly trained on the purpose of networking to begin with. Does 
Sound familiar? Oh, definitely. I think it creates that paralysis and almost that analysis paralysis. Like you said, the what do I say? What do I do? What if they ask this? What if they ask that? Uh, almost like an interview situation. And it happens when we're networking as well. If we're counting on that networking to get us business or to get us a job. Absolutely. And then we compound that problem, Marie, with the fact that there's so many books and so many seminars out there that, quite frankly, teach people to be more effective at doing it the wrong way. And they elevate these same expectations, and they turn it into a numbers game. So they say that you need to go into a networking event, and you need to have your target market picked out, and you need to be able to go and hand out your business cards. And it's almost like people get into this drive-by mode where they're just passing out as many business cards as they can. And their whole goal for the networking event is to pass out all 100 business cards that they brought to the event and maybe the 50 brochures. But they don't think anything beyond that because people don't do business with your business card. They do, people, they do business with people they know, like, and trust. Well, to know people, you obviously have to meet them. That's got to that's got to be the first step where we shake hands, we make eye contact, make, could be a phone conversation, could be any of these types of things that occur where we actually get an awareness of the other person. That's the no part. To like you, though, it's hard to develop a relationship where you like somebody if all you have is either email chats or perhaps a few Facebook posts or a phone call. You actually need to shake hands make eye contact, have a conversation in order to develop a human quality of liking somebody. Sound familiar? Oh, definitely. And, the, you know, I, I did a presentation probably about three years ago that was called 101 Business Cards Later and Still No <laughs> Job. And the idea wasn't necessarily people going to networking trying to get rid of their cards, but going to networking events and collecting all of these cards. But then, like you said, not not doing anything with them, not following up, not creating that relationship, not really getting to know the person, which I think is very crucial. And social media can give us the same false sense of accomplishment, right? Absolutely. When we start playing the numbers game, it becomes, well, I have, I have 500 people that like me on Facebook. I have 600 friends. I, have, I ordered 1,000 business cards, and I'm down to 100, so I'll pass out 900 of them. And then I look at the stack of business cards I've collected from all my networking efforts, and I have a hundred sitting here. But my phone's not ringing. My bank account's not growing. What's wrong? Why, is it, why isn't this working? I'm playing the numbers game. Surely somebody is out there that needs what my product or service. And so the problem happens is that we, we start looking at all the time and all the money, everything we're doing investing in networking. You could, it could be the cost of the group that you joined. It could be the gas money you're spending to get there. But more importantly, it's your time, very valuable time that you're spending, and you're going out and, and perhaps doing these drive-bys and collecting all these business cards. But then there's nothing that follows that action. And so all we're really doing is we're trying to get extremely visible with those kinds of efforts but they're not leading to any business. So we have the know, and we, we know that we have to network to create the like, but now we get to the trust factor. Well, trust doesn't happen in five minutes when you meet somebody. Trust is something that takes time to develop. 
And so for us to, for us to develop trust with someone else in business, we have to start allocating time out of our day. Usually this turns into the coffee meetings so that you meet somebody, you have a quick conversation with them at a networking event, you exchange business cards, and pretty soon on your calendar you have a meeting at perhaps it's a, you know, at the local coffee shop. And now you're going to spend an hour of your valuable time at the, at the coffee shop trying to develop this trust factor. But how do you know it's the right person to even try to develop the trust factor with? A lot of people run into that. Have you heard that same thing? Oh, definitely. And, and with job search, I think that's trickier, right? Because anybody, and I go to a networking meeting and I understand what they're saying and I, I buy into some of it. And the idea that anybody could be a great networking contact when you're job seeking, I think it, it, it makes that even more true that they're spending a lot of time having coffee with folks and who knows if that person is really the right person to be investing that time and building the trust with. Exactly. You're exactly right, Marie. So these, what ends up happening is after about six months, whether you're seeking a job or perhaps you have your own business and you're trying to gain clients, people have gone through a tremendous amount of, of effort with and, and time and money and, quite frankly, coffee. And they're at these events or they're talking to these people and they're finding out that they're still not getting the referrals. They're still not getting those, those job opportunities come their way. And so they begin to think, maybe it's me. What am I doing wrong? Is, is, do I need, need to go do more of this? Do I need to, am I only doing half as much as what I should be doing? And the problem is, no, it's not, it's not you personally. It's, it's the technique that usually is being employed. A lot of people are going about doing, spending a lot of time and money doing things the wrong way because they're looking at networking with the wrong expectations. Networking is not meant to be the shortcut to a large bank account. Networking is not meant to be the shortcut to a long list of clients. And networking is not meant to be a shortcut to the job opportunity. Networking, yeah. is, simply, networking is simply meant to be an avenue where you can begin the process of creating awareness, meeting people so that they know you, begin the process of getting them to like you, which, create, which takes time, and ultimately getting the trust factor established, which takes quite a bit of time. We're all limited on time. It's the one resource that's finite, that's, that's scarce, that we can't create more of. Okay. So yeah. No, I like, I like where you're going. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk more about some of the specific mistakes you see people making when they're networking. And so, if, listeners, you'll come right back here in just a few minutes, and we will talk more about the mistakes that you're making, and then we'll get into some best practices and ways that you can improve your networking. So be back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. 
That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. If you have a small business or are thinking of buying a small business, be sure to check out Biz Broker Talk with hosts Robert Howells and Doug Scheiding. You'll have a better understanding of the buying and selling process when it comes to businesses, what you need, how it's done, and most importantly, the recommended process to a successful closing. Through their advice and expertise, you can learn how a broker determines the most probable sales price of a business and issues that can be addressed prior to selling to maximize value. Biz Broker Talk airs Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back. Welcome back with The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zeminoff. And with us today, we have Tony Rayburn. And Tony is the founder and CEO of Extreme Relationship Management. So we are talking today about maintaining and building relationships, a.k.a. networking. And we've been talking a little bit about our false expectations of networking and how we're really maybe trying to push networking too hard, make it the end-all, be-all to raising awareness for ourselves and for our business, and that it, you know, it's really just a piece of the puzzle. And Tony, you talked a little bit about how people start to take it personally when networking's not working and that some of that isn't, it's not personal. It's just the techniques that they're using. So tell me a little bit more about some of the techniques that you see people using that just aren't effective. Sure, absolutely. A lot of, there's actually several of them, and, but we'll hit, we'll hit sort of the top few today. One of the ones that people that I see over and over again is that people walk into a networking event and they they are not ready to be there. They're not they're not sure what the networking event is, what it's about, who's going to be there. They're not sure if they're attending um, the right place for the right reason. Some of the networking events are very much geared towards business. Some networking events are geared towards careers where you can actually look for job opportunities. And some networking events are very social in nature. Um, perhaps some of them you've, you've often seen that are, you know, people looking for relationships beyond business, where they're actually looking for personal relationships and, and dating. So knowing which events you're going to is a very important piece of the puzzle so that you're there for the right reason. So a lot of times people will walk into an event and they're not ready to be there because they're not sure what the networking event is for. They just think they have to just get out there and have a place where they could pass out some business cards. Okay, thing, and they really haven't planned ahead. Exactly right. They haven't planned ahead. Another thing is that they don't, they don't necessarily look the part. So if you are looking for a job or if you're looking for customers, and if you are trying to get, let's say, a professional position, if you walk into the networking event and you don't look sharp, I'm not saying you have to wear a tux. I'm just saying that you have to 
look professional, if you want to gain the professional image. You have to go in looking the part. Make sure that you dress the part and act like the part when you walk in. Another thing they do, Marie, is when people walk in, they think that they put the pressure on themselves that they have to say the right things. And what that does is positions their mindset completely backwards from what they really should be doing. You know what the number one quality is for people to like you? The number one thing you can do to get people to like you. You know what that quality is? My guess would say good listening. You're exactly right. It's the art of listening. You can get so many people to think you are their best friend if you will just simply listen to what they're saying. Everybody in a networking event wants to be the one who talks. Very few people want to be the listener. And so you can put yourself in a very powerful position if you go in with the idea of making the networking event about everyone else. It's not about you. It's about everyone else. When you do that, the fear begins to go away. The fun begins to reenter the picture, and you can actually go and enjoy the networking event because you're there just to find out about the people. What do they do? What do they like to do? Why are they there? What are they looking for? How can you help them? When you do that, you have, you have positioned yourself as one of the few people in the room who everybody would love to come visit with. So that's one of the things is make sure that when you go to the event is that you're mentally ready to do more listening then you are talking. I love it. I just love it. We talked about this a little bit last week and how we always think about what are we going to say? What's our elevator pitch, if you will? And that I like to focus on what questions am I going to ask? Because I know when I get nervous at networking events and I'm not a natural networker by any stretch of the imagination. And when I get nervous, I tend to talk too much. And I sit there and, and kind of analyze myself while I'm talking and say, shut up and listen. And So before I go, I focus on what questions am I going to ask? What questions make sense for the audience, right? For the event that I'm going to and get out of that mindset. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So going in, going in with the idea of listening is a very powerful way to position yourself in a networking event. The other thing that we see people doing is they end up walking up to somebody who they feel comfortable talking with. They sort of spy somebody, make eye contact. Perhaps that person made you feel welcome. And they end up spending too much time with one person. They'll take, let's say it's an hour networking event, maybe it's two. Well, instead of, instead of going there and maximizing the, the event to your advantage, they'll oftentimes show up late. They'll find one, maybe two people they can have a social conversation with. And then after that time is up, a lot of times they'll look for the exit door and they'll leave early. Well, you went to the trouble to drive there to begin with. You spent the money on gas. You sat in traffic probably to get to the networking event. You might as well use it all to your advantage. So don't spend all of your time talking to just one or two people that made you comfortable. Seek out additional people. Find out more about everyone you can in the room. And that means probably spending between two and seven minutes between each, with, with each person in the room. If you're spending less than two minutes, you're not doing a very effective job at getting somebody, getting to know somebody to begin with. If you're spending more than seven minutes, you really should probably move that conversation to a one-on-one, kind of at the coffee shop that we were talking about, to a one-on-one conversation. If you find yourself sharing a hobby, some common interest, and you end up isolating yourself to one or two people 
for 20 minutes, 30 minutes at a time, you're really doing yourself a disservice because you're minimizing your exposure rather than maximizing your exposure. So you want to be sure to take full advantage of the event, the people that are there, and the time you have to spend by making appropriate conversations and selecting the ones that you feel are the right ones to move to a one-on-one meeting later on in the week. Does that make sense? It does, it does. I think that my introverted networkers start to say, okay, that, you know, there's going to be a lot of people there. And, you know, how many people would you say, and I know there's not necessarily a set goal here, but I always tell people, you know, it's not so important that you meet 20 new people. It's that you you add some quality people to your network. Is that accurate, or do you think that people should be pushing the envelope a little bit more to meet more people at a networking event? Well, really, we want to. if you start playing the numbers game, that should be a red flag. So you're absolutely right, Marie. You don't want to go in with a goal of necessarily meeting 20 new people. There are, there are goals that, that we try to encourage um, our members to, to establish, but they're more set not towards the number of people that you meet or talk to, but more about how deep you're going with the right relationships. And so sometimes at a networking event, you'll be there to actually create new relationships, make first contact with people. Other times you may go to a networking event to follow up with existing contacts that you've already met. Perhaps take it that one little step further. Maybe they weren't ready to commit to that, to that coffee shop meeting. And but you really think that somehow they could be somebody that, that could help you, or perhaps you could help them. So if you have the right attitude going in and you've done your homework, then you'll know what your mission is there. And for people who are introverted, which by the way is very common for people to be introverted when they walk into a networking event and there's you know, sometimes hundreds of people in the room, there's one magic question you can always ask, and that is to walk up to somebody and say, either tell me Tell me about you and what you do. Or another question is, who here would you like to meet that I could introduce you to? And immediately when you do that, if you know one or two people already in the room and you ask one of those questions, all of a sudden you're positioned as the person who's there to help them. See, you may be introverted, but over half the rest of the room feels the exact same way. So if you have the right giving heart and the right attitude, you can walk in and actually help them feel more comfortable. It doesn't mean you have to tell great jokes. It doesn't mean you have to be the center of attention. Just simply walk in and help people. And actually all the fear will begin to diminish, and you'll actually begin having a lot of fun at your networking. Does awesome. that make sense? Oh, yeah. Well, and I, you know, I love, I always tell people when they're going for a networking event to just take a little bit bigger picture focus, right? Instead of focusing on that event, getting you a job or who you're going to meet at that event, it's the process of building relationships. It's the opportunity to meet new people and it's the opportunity to learn, as you're saying, to learn about other people, to learn how you can help and to maybe gain some information, right? Some career or market reconnaissance at at very low cost, right? To get some information about something that could be helpful to you just by asking good questions and and listening as you're suggesting. Absolutely. And then one of the other mistakes, real popular mistakes that people make is they they walk in to the networking event 
and they think that they're looking for their target audience. We call this a lot of times uh, when people are members of groups for a while, they they end up not getting results, and they think, well, I've just got the wrong group. I'm just not in the right in front of the right people. And so when I begin to quiz them on, well, tell me about who you're looking for, and I begin to hear things like, well, I need to be in front of decision makers, or I need to be in front of my target market, or I need, I need people who are ready to buy my product or service, or I need exclusive access. That's a very popular one as well. And what we call that, when I'm talking to people, is so let me sum it up for you. You're, what you're looking for is the right group of decision makers where you have exclusive access to people who are all looking for your product or service. And they can say, yeah, 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 that's what I want. We call that the leprechaun group because it doesn't exist. Yeah. There, there is no such thing as that type of group. You can spend years searching for it. But here's the, here's the secret. Groups don't refer. People refer. Yeah. Groups so, don't hire either, right? Groups don't hire. Groups don't hire. Exactly right. So it's not about finding the right group. It's about the technique you're using there. Everybody you meet has value. The question is what kind of value and how much. And that is where we'll get into in our next segment. Yeah, well, and it's kind of is the value for you or someone else, right? They might have value. They may have connections. It just may be for someone else. And the other thing I find a lot of job seekers, and, you know, this is a little bit more focused on job seeking, but not necessarily asking the right questions to figure out if that person is a good connection for them. Are they, one, willing and, and two, maybe connected in some way to the company to provide those good referrals? And, and we can talk more about that, maybe some of the questions you have your businesses ask to figure out if this is a good referral relationship for them, a good connection. Um, you know, and I think as we close here, we often, or close this segment, we often wonder, is this a taking relationship? Or I don't want to go network and just feel like I'm using people. And what I love about what you're talking about is that we're going in and looking for opportunities to add value, to listen, to build a relationship. It's not that I'm going there to take and to find out who can add value for me in a in a greedy kind of way, but just what relationships make sense for me to nurture. Absolutely, Marie. You're exactly spot on. You can set yourself apart of the rest of the pack if you go in with a giving attitude rather than a taking attitude. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that when we come back. So if you're listening in, join us back here in just a few minutes, and we're going to continue talking about some of the best practices now in your networking, whether you're job seeking or looking for a business. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. 
Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Does money drive you or does it serve you? When you listen to Money in Your Life, you'll discover the answer to that question. Tune in as hosts Brian Barr and Ann Hutchins bring you thought-provoking discussions designed to help you understand and assess exactly how money operates in your life. Take control of your personal finances. Money in Your Life is broadcast live every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make your money work for you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zeminoff, and today we are very blessed to have Tony Rayburn with us from Extreme Relationship Management. And we're following up um, on our conversation on networking from last week and just talking a little bit about how our purpose for networking sometimes gets a little bit off. And then we've talked a little bit about how to, how to be different, right? Some of the mistakes people make are a way for us to think about how we can be different, to be prepared And I love this, Tony, you said to make the event about everyone else, to make your networking about everyone else. You're building relationships and you're listening. It's not necessarily about what you say. It's about that relationship, which you build by listening. I love that. So tell me a little bit about some of the best practices. What are some of the key things you could tell somebody to help them improve their networking? Okay, sure. So one of the things you can do is when you're walking in, don't just automatically hand your business card to somebody the minute you shake their hand. Make sure that when you walk up to them, you have a conversation first. Get to know them. Sometimes people get, actually they get insulted to a degree if you just arbitrarily start handing your business card out to them. Instead, if you wait for them to ask for your business card, then you appear much more professional because now the other person is saying there's a reason for us to connect. And it's not a presumption that, hey, I can, I can add value to your life. Instead, it, they're asking for that. They're saying, hey, I think you could add value to my life. Let me have your business card. I'd love to do it. And it's amazing when you restrain from handing out your business card how often people will see you differently. Because the, and, and you'll find that people are like, well, yeah, I want to get to know you. They'll see you as a professional networker rather than somebody who's brand new at this whole process. Another thing is to make sure and wear your name tag. Wear your name tag on the right side of your jacket or blouse, wherever you have. Make sure it's plainly visible. If you can have a professional name tag made, they usually only cost about $10 with your logo on it. It would absolutely pay dividends, much more dividends than, than the money you spend on it. Wear it on the right side. The reason for that 
is because whenever you shake somebody's hand, what you want is their eyes to travel from the handshake up the arm and immediately lay eyes on the name tag. Instead of having to search all across yourself, all across yourself to find it hidden somewhere to find your name. The other advantage to having a name tag, and a lot of people don't necessarily wear them, is it takes the fear away from the person who's walking up to you. You see, if I've met you before, Marie, but I don't remember your name, and don't we all run into that from time to time? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> if I've met you before, and I know I've talked to you, and I can tell you probably what you do, but if I can't remember your name, the likelihood of me comfortably walking up to you is diminished because I'm nervous, and I think, oh, I can't go talk to her until I remember what her name is. But if you have a name tag on, all of a sudden that fear completely is gone. I can walk up. I can sound like I've remembered you from day one, and all that fear goes away. So wearing a name tag helps the other person feel more comfortable approaching you. So very important you do that. Very good. Another thing at the networking event is remember that every person you meet has value. So that stack of business cards that's on your desk that you're not sure what to do with and you don't necessarily want to throw away, eventually when you get into house cleaning mode and you decide, you know, I'm finally going to go ahead and just get rid of these because I don't even remember where I met them, you're actually throwing away potentially huge gold nuggets, whether you're networking for the purpose of gaining customers or if you're looking for job opportunities. You are potentially throwing away gold nuggets when you throw those business cards away. Remember, every relationship has value. So part of the networking that, part of your networking science that you need to employ is to make sure that you position the value of each one of those cards into the right place so that you know what kind of relationship you're going to have with that person. It doesn't have to be employee employer. It doesn't have to be customer vendor. It can be simply referral resources. People that can we can exchange we can exchange referrals with one another. Especially if you're in the same target market, that can be a power partner relationship. And so each one of those relationships can definitely benefit you because you don't know who somebody knows. So don't throw away the business cards. That's a huge mistake that people make. And then definitely. another one the biggest one, Marie, probably the number one mistake is that people don't follow up. Did you know that over 80% of people who network don't follow up with anyone? Well, and that's what I was about to say when you were talking about that the business cards all have value. And I was going to say, well, to me, they only have value for a certain amount of time. Because if you don't follow up and you don't start building the relationship, whatever the relationship might be, I would say within a week maybe at the most if you haven't done some kind of follow-up really you might as well throw that card in the trash or find a different way to reignite the relationship because in essence you've lost it right right exactly um you you definitely have got to follow up otherwise those business cards you you turn them into zero value so follow-up is a huge huge component and it can be as simple as an email simply saying a two-line email saying thank you thank you for for uh your participation in the networking event, it was great meeting you. I'd like to explore opportunities together. It can be a personal handwritten thank you note if you had a really good conversation with that person. And those don't happen very often. I know people who actually hang on to their personal handwritten thank you notes because they get so few of them. So you can make a huge impact by writing a personal thank you note. Yeah, a great and way to stand out. Yep. Absolutely. So follow up. 
make the phone call, actually try to schedule an appointment if it makes sense. Don't schedule appointments with people just because they listened to you for 30 seconds or a few minutes. <laughs> only, schedule, only schedule appointments with people that actually can, can, you can benefit one another in the relationship. And again, that goes both ways. You're trying to benefit the people at the networking event. And when you go in with that mindset, it really, it really causes you to, to, to realize that my purpose for going is about them, not about me. And you know what? It's not quite so easy to skip the networking event when you have the mindset of I'm going to help others there. Yeah. And yeah. If, you, if you think it's about yourself, a lot of times, like, well, I'll skip it, no big deal. Think of all the people who you could have benefited. Don't skip the networking event. You know, and I think that that's really key when I'm thinking about, you know, a business, you can see that I would have had the opportunity to add value in many ways, but one way is offering my services or having people learn about my services. And then the other thing as a job seeker, I think sometimes we for, we, I don't, we undervalue ourselves and we think, oh, I'm networking and I'm asking people to help me. But the truth is that if you don't network as a job seeker, you're really not allowing people to have the opportunity to meet you and maybe you'd be the perfect fit for their problem, right? For their for the gap in their business. Absolutely. Those the, the people who are looking for employees need people who are slightly aggressive and who are willing to take on a challenge and see it through on their own. They don't need people who they're going to have to babysit. Yep. So if you show up at the networking event and you're there to help others, they're going to see you as somebody who stands out, somebody they want to hire, somebody they want to bring on the team, because that's the culture all employers are looking to build, is a team environment. If you show yourself as a player, you're much more likely to get selected as a candidate. Yeah. Well, you know, Tony, you have given just some great information here today. Hopefully people have been taking notes, the questions that you've suggested we ask, the goals that we set when we're going in have just been wonderful and I want to give you a few minutes to tell us a little bit about extreme relationship management and to share with people how they can get a hold of you. Sure, absolutely. We're excited about what we're doing. We have a lot of fun every day. Extreme relationship management is where we take the guessworking out of your networking. So for all the people who are going to networking events, they're not getting results, they're having coffee with a lot of the wrong people, they're not getting referrals, and they're not seeing their bank account grow. That's who we help. And we do that by teaching people to develop an extreme referral engine made of ideal relationships. And those ideal relationships are about 20 in number because you can't manage more than 20, about 20 relationships to the level that we teach. And we call those 20 relationships your A-team. And those are your biggest fans out there. A lot of times we find that people have one or two people that send them most of their referrals. What if you had 20 of them? That's what we help you go find, is those 20 people. And so our whole, our whole uh, process that we use in our, in our workshops is to train people on what makes the right person in each one of four critical relationship categories. And those are vendor, customer, power partner, and referral resource. So we're not just looking for those people. We're looking for the best of each one of those. So you may meet 500, but how do, if you could find the best 20, 
then what happens is the referrals come in, the quality of those referrals are fantastic, you get the best customers, plenty of referrals, and your bank account grows. I love it. I love it. So it's taking the guessworking out of your networking and focusing on your A-team. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that when, when we come back here um, for the job seekers in the house. We're going to talk a little bit about your A-team. So, Tony, tell us how we can get a hold of you if, if there's listeners who want to connect with you. Absolutely. The best way to find out more information is at extremerelationshipmanagement.com or people can call us nationwide toll-free at 855-I-LIKE. E-R-M. I like CRM, like customer relationship management? Nope. I like, sorry about that. I like E, like extreme relationship oh. management. I like E-R-M. I like E-R-M. All right. So extreme relationship management.com. And, right. and do you also, are you on LinkedIn? Is it good for people to connect with you there? Absolutely. Best way, they, we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Meetups. So from our website, you can get to all of our locations. We're currently in Dallas, Phoenix, uh, Denver, and we're actually extending to Seattle here in March. Oh, that's exciting. Very exciting. All right. Well, Tony, thank you again so much. This has been great information. And again, if you're on the on the line or listening to the download of the podcast, you can get a hold of Tony Rayburn, it's R-A-B-U-R-N, at extremerelationshipmanagement.com. So go and visit the site, extremerelationshipmanagement.com, and connect with Tony if you want to learn more about networking, and, and specifically maybe if you're trying to build a business and networking to build your business. We're going to come back here in just a few minutes, and we're going to kind of recap some of the key ideas, especially for those of you who are job seeking or looking to make a job change here in the next few months. So come on back here in just a few minutes and we'll go through some of the highlights from Tony. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel.
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Well, welcome back this evening, afternoon, and if you're listening to the podcast, maybe it's morning for you. And I just want to recap. We had Tony Rayburn on the show today talking about networking. He gave some great ideas about our focus, our planning, our preparation, maybe even a little bit of research before we go. Then he talked about asking questions and really the art of listening and how that can make us stand out in a networking event where so many people are focused on talking at others and getting their message across, delivering their wonderful little elevator pitch that we've talked about these last couple of weeks. Then we talked about some of the best practices, right? How to give your business card out, how to look, and how to, how to follow up. Right? He said 80% of people don't follow up. And boy, if there's one thing that most of us hate, it's networking, right? There's another thing we hate more. It's networking for no reason. And if we're not following up, really, we are, we are networking for no reason. At the very end, Tony talked a little bit about these 20 relationships that are your A-team, right? That we need to focus on building and maintaining and really nurturing a, a select few relationships. And he recommended 20. And as job seekers... I think we get into the mode of trying to add, and even as business people, we try to fill the funnel through networking. And really, the funnel is not filled through our networking. The funnel is filled through the relationships that come through and referrals that come through our networking. And those relationships are our core. Those relationships are where those referrals come from. And one of the things I see job seekers struggle with the most is trying to build that A-team from the outside in, right? I'm going to go out to all of these events and meet new people, and new people are going to be my A-team. I call it looking for a golden nugget, right, or golden ticket. That we're going out and we're opening all of these candy bars looking for the golden ticket when really the reality is that our A-team when we're job seeking, is most likely going to be people that already know, love, and trust us, right? Tony talked about that's what networking is, getting people to know us, then getting them to like us, and then getting them to trust us. Well, when we're job seeking, we don't have necessarily a lot of time to build that relationship from scratch with 20 new people. And oftentimes, we look past the people who already know, like, like or love and trust us and look for those new relationships. And so if you're job seeking or thinking about job search, the first thing to do is to really look at who makes up that A team. Who are your top 20 people who are going to be able to provide referrals within the industries that you're looking at, within the companies that you're targeting? 
and who already know, likes, and trusts you that might have that ability. Now, our, our number one problem when we start to think like that is we look at the people in our circle, the ones right in our circle, and we assume that they don't know anyone. We assume that they can't provide us with quality referrals. Don't make that assumption. Figure out who that A-team is by connecting to those people who already know, like, and trust you and asking some good questions, sharing your goals, sharing your target list, and asking again, as Tony said, and listening to who they know, what they know, and what they might be willing to provide or connect you with in your industry. And when you're starting with people that already have that relationship with you, you don't have to try so hard. Now, there may be some times where we need to add to our network, and that's where this, all of this information that Tony's provided us can be so critical. When you are going out to an event, you are trying to add someone to your A-team, these principles work great. There will be a lot less pressure on those networking events as we started out the conversation today if you're not counting on those events to build your A-team from scratch. We don't need to meet 20 new people, well, probably 30 or 40 or 50, to come to 20 who are our A-team. If we're starting working our network from the inside out, with those people who already know, like, and trust us. So as you're thinking about moving into your job search, you're thinking about how networking is going to be part of your career management, career advancement, or job search plan, think about your existing circle. Write down the names of the people that you know. Make some categories Maybe they're coworkers, maybe they're people from church or from your photography group. Make some categories for yourself and start brainstorming who you know. And then start doing the research, start having the conversations to find out how big your A-team already is. My guess is that it will surprise you. You probably have an A-team that's bigger than 20 already. You're just not asking them the right questions, and maybe you haven't wanted to ask them the questions, and when you look at your team, you'll know, who am I comfortable approaching with these questions? Who do I want to know that I'm looking to make a change? Because that may not be everybody on your list, and you're building a plan for that networking piece of your job search that is first and foremost focused on your A-team that you already have, and then adding to that A-team, maybe through those connections and perhaps by going to some events that make sense for you. And that was Tony's first point today, was what is the event? Is it a networking event? Is it an industry event? Is it a social event? And evaluating what events make sense for you. Then you can go back to last session, think about what you want to say, what do you want people to know about you, and then really focusing in on what questions will you ask, how will you listen, and how will you follow up. 
that follow-up has to come or we've wasted our time and energy. Networking for most of us takes a lot of energy, so we want to be careful of that. And doing our follow-up is the best way not to waste those connections. So today, if you're looking for your Get Career Smart tip, it's that build your network from the inside out, especially if you're job-seeking, especially if you're unemployed when it's hardest for us to build new relationships, to feel like we have something to offer, even though I would challenge that. Build your network from the inside out. Go to GetCareerSmart.com. On GetCareerSmart.com, you'll find the show descriptions for each week, so you can search through and find out if there's other shows that you might want to go back and listen to. And you'll also find the Get Career Smart tips that I post each week based on the show and the insights that may come from our guests or my research, so that GetCareerSmart.com is really your place to stay in touch with the show and what's going on as in your job search and how these tips and this information can help you move forward. You're always welcome to connect with me, Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com or you can find me on LinkedIn, Marie Zimanoff, and I'm the one and only Marie Zimanoff on, on LinkedIn. So if you search that, you will find me. And I look forward to connecting with you and having you continue to listen to this show and really get the career intelligence you need to move your career forward proactively in this independent career management world that we are in today. So thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. We're going to talk about interviewing, and we're going to have a very special guest, a recruiter, on the line next week. So don't miss it if you're in job search mode, interviewing and talking to a recruiter about interviewing mistakes and tips. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.